Okay, welcome back to the Graffiti Talk Radio in conjunction with the Hip Hop 101 show. We bring you stories behind the music, behind the artists, and much more. I am your host, DJ Quest One, along with partner Bomba Clat. Where are you at? Right here, smoking that OG rascal, homie. You know the deal. <laughs> Fresh, where you at? Chilling, man. Ready to get these holidays over with. All right. Today's guest is a member of Sons of Man. He is also um, he's, he's a member of Sons of Man and affiliated with the Wu-Tang. We have Hellraiser to the show. We welcome you, Hellraiser. Wings up. Wings up to the family. What's popping? My, my family out there. What's going on, man? Up, chilling, up? man. Chilling, man. We, you know, glad to have you on the show. Uh, so I'm going to start off the show with, um, where were you born and raised, Hellraiser? I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, Red Hook Projects. Word up. I come from the same neighborhood. Um, actually, the basketball player Carmelo Anthony grew up in the same neighborhood, too. Oh, word. Okay, Fact. cool. And what inspired you to become an MC and pick up the mic? Uh, I was a, actually I loved the music so much. It started from my love for the music, and then I became so 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 amused into doing it. I'm like I wanted I wanted wanted to do it. I'm like I love it so much. I gotta learn how to do it. Well, and, um, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And, and so when you, know, you form, you're the, one of the founding members of, Hell, of, of uh, Sons of Man. So how'd that yes, indeed. Be, um before, or was it before you met RZA? Because I, I read that you had met RZA when you was really young. I was a kid. I was like in my teens, man. I was like 14 years old. And um, it, was all, it was all like around the same season of time. And... Um, mm-hmm. Cause Sons of Man is all from Brooklyn. Oh, all from Brooklyn. We all came from different parts of Brooklyn, and um, right, some, right. some, some like Sixty Second Assassin is relative to uh, Old Dirty Bastards, so that's his cousin. So they family. So, so we came up under Dirty, cause you know Brooklyn Zoo, and right, um, right. we were who the month, who the month. Yeah, we just exactly. had Boone on the show. That's family too. Yep. That's family yeah. also, and um. We was the Brooklyn division of the Wu-Tang. And um, and that part of Brooklyn was broken down to different sections because you have Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights, Flatbush, um, Brownsville, East New York. There's different members from different parts of Brooklyn. And um, I came from the Red Hook Project section of, of, of Brooklyn. And... Um, When you coming when you coming into when you in New York and you coming around like Staten you want to go to Staten Island it's this bridge called the Verrazano Bridge, and um, mm-hmm. that's like the, the 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 bridge that's near the connection of Brooklyn and Staten Island. So if you leave in Staten Island, you want to go into like Manhattan or something to go in that direction. Right. You got to pass mm-hmm. through that. You got to pass through Railroad Projects. So we right there, and um. I was a I was a youth, you know, I was a little kid, man. And um I'm the youngest member of the group. Word. Oh word. 
Got it. Yeah, that's what's up. How how'd you get the name Hellraiser? Cause um, it's about raising my people out of hell. Mhm. And that's um, what's up. being raised in hell is like born and raised inside Brooklyn is pretty much a hell. You know, not yeah, too many yeah. people come out of that. Right. Not too many people make it out of there. And uh, they either die or they in jail. And um, too many people don't come out of there without without, without a story. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, I survived it. And um, and I came to raise my people out of hell. That's why that's the main thing to my name. And bring them to heaven. And that's why I changed it to heaven raiser. Yeah. And, um, Cause I raise my people out of hell and bring mm-hmm. them into heaven. And you, yeah. you don't necessarily gotta die to you know like fantasy to to go to heaven. And um, it's all within your mind and state mind states. And um, you think about you can put hell, you can create your own hell with your thoughts. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So you watch what you be thinking. Because you no create doubt. your own atmosphere of heaven with your thoughts at the same time. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And, and so, so be careful Mad what Pop... you put into, into Right, right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What you going to ask me? I was going to ask you, so Mad Mop was before uh, Sons of Man? Yes. What Mad Mob is, the mentally, I'm going to break it down for you because I'm a I'm fonder member of that too. Yeah, yeah. Mad Mob breaks down to mentally armed and dangerous Mother out of Brooklyn. Yeah. And um, Mad Marv was who I was prior to getting to, to Sons of Man. And um, mm-hmm. I was it was me and my partner, uh, Seventh Ambassador. Um, mm-hmm. Live and Direct was our name. Okay. So, so. Y'all doing your homework, which is pretty good. Yeah, and then there's nobody the last... don't got the answers to those. No, if you ask somebody those kind of questions, and they don't know the answers, then they phonies. Yeah, we we fans, man, we fans, you know. And uh, the last future, that's another group. That's or that was, was that was me and Seventh Ambassador together. Me and okay. Seventh Ambassador was mm-hmm. the last future, and um, word, word. that was our that was our um, division of the Mad Mob. Right. Oh, He's the last yeah. future in the man mob. Mm-hmm. And so y'all had demos. Did y'all work with Supreme on, on, on some demos with the, the last future? Correct, correct. That was the producer. Supreme was pretty much, if you was a rapper coming out of Red Hook Projects, Brooklyn, you pretty mm-hmm. much had to go through Supreme bars with your music. That yeah. was like the mm-hmm. go-to person for, for, for the studio, the music business or if you had I want to get into the music business in your mind mm-hmm. if you was growing up coming out of Red Hook Projects you was going to Supreme with, with that Word. and um that's that, that's how I got involved into to the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah right that's what's up and so um the last show B first album was that was that uh mm-hmm. you know what was it like to record that you know that that classic record? 
that showed me exactly what the rap game was all about from behind the scenes after that. Because it was before just uh, looking at it, watching it from after it's already happened. But I got to mm-hmm. see how it was done from behind the scenes when I when 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 he's doing that, and that's like the most classic times of my career right there. And um, no. and we had to move away from certain things to make that kind of music, which shows me now why today the music sound because people don't know how to separate pleasure from from working. You know what I'm saying? They want to just part. They want to bring the party to working. And uh, right. then the music sounds exactly like the same thing. And uh, yeah, no doubt. Mhm. When you work, when you work, and you want to concentrate, you want to be in a in a in a atmosphere where you can concentrate and meditate and make some real deep good music, man. And um, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to make the music sound like you was how do you say partying bullshit. Right, right, you don't want to sound like that. And uh, that's because that's what it sounds like today. Because yes. you could pretty much, you could see the atmosphere of the of the creation of the of the music when you hear it. Right. You could tell yes. from 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 the way it's, it presents itself, and um. Ninety eight, we didn't have all that. We didn't. We 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 would rather just build into the creation process of the music, right. and that's why we made timeless. Music like that on that on the album, and um, yeah. it's things that we was talking about in that album in 1998 that's mm-hmm. still relevant today in 2016. Yeah. Classic, yeah, because it's you know it's it's unique also you know and and a lot of thing about it is is uh, now like you said nowadays it's repetitive everything's watered down and not like it was back then that's for sure. But um, I want to not talk about the nat. Yeah, not at all. Which one? Uh, I want I want to talk about the natural high. Uh, that track. Can you break that uh that mm-hmm. record down? Yes. Um, natural high featured my brother too on that. Mm-hmm. My brother was the one that 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 influenced me to to write, and because he was the first one I seen do music. So 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 I was so close to it growing up. That's what made me want to do it so bad. Cause I used to be like, "What is it this, that he's doing?" And then people people when I was young in, in the projects used to always tell me, "You next." And they would tell me, "Your brother did this, did this. He was rocking this. He was doing this. He was doing this last night." And I'm wow. sitting there like, so in my head is all I know. That's my older brother. That's all I know. I don't know what he does when he's not in the house. And um. Until I used to watch. And then I used to, you know, be young and always watching. And I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? He, he does that. These people outside is so amazed by him and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. and then I would catch on to it. And then I would see him in his creative process. And so then I started to understand what it was, 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 what it was to, to be done. And I'm like, oh, that's how it'd be done. So that's what he'd be doing. And uh, then it was more close of an understanding. Because back then we only had cassette tapes, and uh, yeah. we, the CDs wasn't even around yet, and it was right, nothing but right. cassette tapes and radio, and um, that was the only way you heard hip hop, and um, TV, and um, 
Yo MTV Raps was around. Shit like the old school shit, video music box. Old mm-hmm. shit the like box. That. Um, <laughs> the box. Yeah. And he and show, was on, um, he was on the he was on that song Natural High. And um yeah. that with that we was trying to do cuz at that time of the season of music was everybody was either this fake shit with this gangster shit. And we knew a lot of people. We like they not like that. What the hell are they making that music for like that? It shit was kind of weird to us. Yeah. And uh, we like we know those niggas that they, they never grew up like that. What the fuck are they talking all this shit for? And um, we our process was like let's just make legendary music that to be around for for years, man. And that's why yeah. songs like Natural High we make that music that move yeah. your body. We was thinking about choruses and hooks that nobody was doing because it was like the same repetitive music was coming out where everybody was doing the same gangster shit, talking shit, and it was like yeah. the shit was getting corny. It's like, God damn, man, every time I turn around, it's the same person coming out with the same shit, and it's a different artist. That shit don't make no sense. So so we just, we just wanted to have that group sound, and... um. Which is why, why when, when we was able to work with Earth, Wind, and Fire, we found the nest of, of that whole shit. Yeah. And um, because that was the nest of it. The, the, when it comes to the groups like the Earth, Wind, and Fires, the Jackson mm-hmm. Fives, the OJ, that's the the kings of that shit. And um, right. and we did a track with the kings of that 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 sound. So 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 we knew exactly where we was going from there. And um right. And they you know they they when they, they you know they had respect for hip hop but they didn't really understand cuz it was to them it was just a lot of cursing and you know mm-hmm. there's no 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 expression and and um, we showed them something different when when we when we presented ourselves to them. And uh, cuz we couldn't show up to, the, to them talking about after this they're going to shoot you and blow your head off or that kind of shit. <laughs> and uh what you going to do when you around legends like Earth Wind and Fire you going to kick how would you look sounding like that? And um yeah. we couldn't we couldn't come we couldn't present ourselves like that or they would have never worked with us. And um this is the kind of mentality you got to be thinking about when you do when you write in music. And um cuz you're just trying to impress your homeboys but how far is that going to take you? Right. Or up the block and around the corner, that's all you're going to go with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, I skipped the question, Sons of Man. I, I, I forgot to ask you. I mean, uh, Hellraiser. Uh, speaking of Sons mm-hmm. of Man, um, how, when did it come official when you, you guys became a unit with Wu-Tang? We was the first group on the record company. Wu-Tang Records, oh. we was the first group to come out on Wu-Tang Records. That's how it became mm-hmm. official. Our first Word. single was the first single released on Wu-Tang Records. Mm-hmm. And that was the genesis of our career right there. Right, right. There you go. That that That's what's up. Um, I want to talk about the Shining Star track, and was that memorable for you? Good track. Thank you, man, because uh, cause that's like such mm-hmm. a iconic, legendary song to me. And um, yeah, yeah, so. 
the chemistry of working on that track is incredible. And um, I have a documentary coming called Risen, the story of Sharon Hellraiser Smith, and I go into the depths about that song in that, too. My documentary film coming out, the movie, going to talk about everything. A lot of these questions we're going over now, yeah, the answers visually is going to be there. And um, That's oh. Cool, cool. Working so, with, uh, in a studio when? with Wyclef, mm-hmm. Old Dirty Bastard was, you know, the, the, these are the, these are the people on that song. And yeah. um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, we was inside their studio in California. And um, the pressure of that was, woo And uh, it was, like, crazy. And... Uh, That's like the, the the just the thought of it is just crazy to me now, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it shows how artistic you gotta be as an artist in your music within your music, right? Because if you do limited things, you're gonna never go nowhere, right? Taking it to the next level, definitely. Exactly. If you want to, if you want to reach certain areas, certain things you're gonna to have to stop, or certain things you're gonna to have to start doing. Right. Word up. And that's all and serious, serious, serious business there, because we couldn't couldn't get on that song and do the same thing like I was saying, dropping a bunch mm-hmm. of f bombs and going crazy. We couldn't do that. And um and it's a good thing that our skills wasn't limited like that. Right. Because we would have never been able to create a record with them. Right. And like to to me, these these are legends my parents listen to. So right. so, you know, rest in peace to my mother and my father that's you know, they lost no longer here, but um the, I seen the smiles on their faces in heaven when I did that. And uh, because these these, right. these the rec- these the records they used to play to me when I was a little small child, so for me to be in a studio with these legends is amazing to me. And because um, all I could think of is like, wow, this is this is my parents' favorite favorite musicians, and I'm in the studio with them now. This is crazy. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and so um, yeah, dreams that, dreams do come become realities too, too, too. Oh uh, yeah, you reach for the stars, and you was there with the legends. I mean that, and what, working with ODB, what was that like? A lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of energy, and um, shows a lot of uh, education too. You're gonna learn a lot of things that you didn't know that you should should be doing or did didn't what well, didn't do it in the first place right. when you got to this game and um every day with him was like an educational day and um because you was gonna learn something else new mhm yeah. And and um, what was the experience for recording with the Grave Diggers? 
that was at that season. The, the, the time when I had to get on that album mm-hmm. was like a um, time to reveal the skills now. And um, okay, you know how to do it, but what can you do with it now? When I say intense, I mean intensity. Because you sit in there, you had like um, Prince Paul, RZA, Fuquan. These are all people when I was a kid that I looked up to. So it was crazy <laughs> to me. And I'm sitting here looking, I'm looking at this, I'm like, wow, this is poetic, and this is, wow, this, this is Sonic De La Soul, all this stuff running through my head. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And, um, And I had to write around these kind of legends, so I'm like, I got to really come up with some good, good things now. And um, then I got to look at a clock ticking. I'm like, oh, this is really not happening this way. And um, and I broke the barrier, and I was able to pull pull it off. Yeah, so yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. And this shows you that you know you really got to. If you want to come into this game and you want to be a respected artist, you're going to have to be prepared for that. Right. You want to be the microwave music maker and an over, over, overnight rapper. Because wow. that's, how, that's how long you're going to last. Yeah, for sure. Longevity, definitely. Facts. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think, uh, Hellraiser, do you think the, there's a coincidence when it comes to similar title songs as uh, I was busting before everybody else, like Living in Heaven and li- Living in Hell, and then, you know, the Ghost, the Ghost and Ray track, Heaven and Hell, and also the track, uh, it was written, that also Nas, it was written. The, 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 it was written was so strange to us because one of our first songs we recorded with the RZA, as Sons of Man, mm-hmm. the name of the song was called "As It Is," as it was written, mm-hmm. and um, at the time all of this was happening, he had just um did the song on a what the a Raekwon album. I forgot the name of that. Only built for Cuban links. That song. Yeah, he just yeah. was on that. He he just got on that song. And um, right after that song, after around the season, that, that that came out and all that stuff. Then after all of that, he came out with an album called It Was Written. So we, like, we're bugging out because we're like, wait, this is bugged out now. And Because um, we like, that's the name of our record. And um, that's, the, that's the one that was just over there to record that song. And then all of a sudden, this this happened. So, so it was kind of weird to us. And... um. And then he got, you know, we, we got a love and respect for him still, but he got a song on a Killer Priest album, The Offering, called Gun mm-hmm. for Gun. They, they got on the album called The um the Offering. Um, Nas and Killer Priest on there. It's pretty dope, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, because that, that is coincidence. And I know in 2010, uh, Hellraiser, you had a brain aneurysm. 
and you nearly died, um, leaving you in a coma. How did you come above, rise above that, and get back on your feet and get back in the booth? I'm be, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I'm gonna be honest about that. There is a God. Right. I'm living proof of that now, right about now. And um, mm-hmm. all the praise that went out for me was answered, and um, and even mine's because why I didn't I didn't know what exactly fully fully like I go into the details in my in my movie coming out, but um, God is real. That's what's up. Word. Me having this conversation with y'all right now is the living proof for that. Right. Amen to that. Yes, sir. Yes, and um. I want to talk about 2004, uh, working with Fourth Disciple on the Freedom Speech. Love the album. How'd that come about? Me and Fourth had a um, a chemistry in our music, and we never got to do so much work together. And so we, we I went to visit him and lived with, with, with him in the studio for a while. So we were just working on music, and that was the outcome of it. And um, because we first like we got the chemistry started on the Killer Priest album of the uh, Heavy Mental, and um, mm-hmm. we didn't get a chance to work together until that process of the time of the album, and uh, and mm-hmm. I went to go stay with him in the studio, and uh, we, we we made Freedom of Speech, and it's just so happened that at that time. Of recording that that project, all that nine eleven shit had just happened. The twin ties fall with Damn. the band Ben Laden, all that kind of shit was happening. Damn. So so I had a bunch of shit to write about. It was like really easy for me, and um, and he was providing the music I needed for the for the for the, for the rhymes I was stating on, and um. And I didn't have no distraction. I went far to go visit him and stay with him alone. There was no party with me, and we was, and that was the outcome of that shit. The music was legendary. We made together for that. Yes, sir, definitely. And, um, and that's after why that... we named it Freedom, Freedom of Speech, because we was calling um, ourselves Article One at the time. Word. Right. That's tight. I... Yeah. Yeah, Mama Cloud, you got a question for for Hellraiser? Yeah, um, when is the documentary dropping, and does it got like a soundtrack accompanying it? Yes, and um, my documentary is coming out next year, twenty seventeen, and um, the soundtrack is produced by Shroom, word, word, my right. producer from Amsterdam, from he lives in the Netherlands, and uh, he did he did a lot of work on Hellraiser. And he did work on my own Thug Angels album. He did work with me on, on, on albums already. One one album I released called The Ultra Sounds of the Renaissance Child. Before I dropped Heaven Razor, the first album that I released after Freedom of Speech was um, I had put out Renaissance Child. This was all like 2007. And then I dropped mm-hmm. Razor's Ladder. I did Renaissance Child, Razor's Ladder. And then mm-hmm. in between the processes of that, I had started starting my record company, Hellraiser Music. And right. the first record, record that I released on my, my label at that time was called Ultrasounds of the Renaissance Child. 
I was all prepared. I was in preparation of the heaven razor back then. Mm-hmm. It was all a process because the Renaissance right. means it meant rebirth, and then um, and then it, after that I said raises ladder, which means I was I was letting them know that I'm taking you up. I'm taking I'm raising hell raiser out of hell, and um, yeah. We're gonna change Hellraiser to a record company, and and my brand, which is now clothing, toys, yeah, and a, and, a, and a smartphone app. I got a smartphone app coming too. I've seen that. I've seen. I've seen that. Android you, and um, yeah, yeah. Apple devices, and um, Word up. it's called Hellraiser Worldwide. Worldwide. That's what's app. up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, and the Hellraiser. I got the Renaissance Child. Speaking of that album, classic. You work with. MF Doom, Talib Kweli, of course, Killer Priest, and uh, R.A. the Rugged Man. How'd that album come about? That album came about within the whole time we was doing um, we was doing the Black Market Militia because we had mm-hmm. just put out that around the season. We put out the Black Market Militia album with me, Killer Priest, Tragedy Gaddafi, Timbo yeah. King, William Cooper. We was a super yeah. group. Called the, called the Black Market Militia, and uh, we we was doing that. Killer Priest was recording the offering, and um, I was doing the Renaissance shop, and um, and and in the process of that, everybody was recording their solo. So William Cooper was recording his solo that came out and did wonderful recently, and Timbo King was recording his solo. That that came out and and did wonderful too, and um, that's how we was all because we was always together and then we was touring, mm-hmm. and uh, we was always right. together. So the ideas was consistent, right? Yeah, one of my favorite tracks on there is uh, Project Jazz with MF Doom and Talib. Uh, how'd you get to link up with MF Doom and also with Talib? Well, Talib, I kind of knew Talib because we knew him personally because Prodigal Son's sister, Makiba mm-hmm. Mooncycle, um, he would come visit the house all the time to see her. And uh, we knew him from, 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 from visiting. And um, he was mad cool. And we like, we, we you know, he would come and sit there and talk with us. And we knew him, the most deaf. We knew them personally, and because um, mm-hmm. everybody grew up in Brooklyn, so so we knew we right. knew each other. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Where MF Doom, when mm-hmm. I got to Nature Sounds, right. When I got to Nature Sounds, um, they was helping me structure with the structure of of of, of my album. And um, they was introduced me to him. They introduced me to him, MF Doom, and somebody else named Oh No, a producer named Oh No. You ever heard of him? Oh No. Uh-uh. It was just him, another producer, and um, because they was working with them at the same time too. And um, when I heard when I when I heard that project jazz, I fell in love with it ASAP. And I wrote that song right away, and um, and I have reached out to Talib because I've been waiting to work with him, 
And um, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out who was going to fit on the song with me. I'm like, I can't have, because I don't want too many people knowing what I'm, who I'm working with and all kinds of stuff involved in my in my business. Right. So I said, I need somebody that's going to fit on this song with me that's that's mm-hmm. not expected. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him, right. and then we talked about it. We was talking about it, and um, sent it to him. And he got it. He loved it. Got back to me. And then I got it back. And then I was like, this is going to be the perfect song. I'm like, this is crazy. And... um. That song came out and shocked a lot of people because certain fans didn't even know I knew MF Doom, and they didn't even know yeah. I knew about like stuff like that. They're like, wow, you, just, you got Razzcast on the album, you got MF yeah. Doom, all these people, and um, there's a lot of artists I've been working with that today is new to certain people, but I've been working with them for the longest. Like Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye is on my um, Razor's Ladder album. Um, uh-huh. Produced by Blue Sky Black Death. And, um, yeah, dope, dope. He's on that, and now he's in the new super group Slaughterhouse and all these things. And um, yeah. and I'll be telling people about these stuff, and they're like, oh, how did I didn't know it? I missed that. I'm like, wow, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all disappoint me sometimes with that kind of information. I'm like, what was you doing 2007 if you if you was missing all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Sleeping, they're sleeping. That's what they was doing. <laughs> Facts. And, um, yeah, yeah, because they was listening to all the wrong music. And, um, mm-hmm. and getting thrown off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a couple more questions before we wrap it up, Hellraiser. Um, R.A. the Rugged Man, I know you guys have a couple of tracks together, and when y'all get on the track together, man, it's fire. How's that relate? How did that uh, go about when linking up with R.A. the Rugged Man? To me, he's one of my favorite artists I love to work with. Thank you. Because the chemistry that we have when we do is, not that it's so live that it's amazing, and um, yes, the song that on the Heaven Razor album that he's on, mm-hmm. I think it's called Return Return of the Renaissance or Back to the Renaissance yes. or something I called it, and um, yeah, and on the Renaissance child album, the song he's on got a lot of a lot of show energy in everything that we do together, and um, yes. I had did a song for him for his album that's like, it's like a posse. It's called The Posse Cut. It's posse like cut. me, him, Jojo Pellegrino, Remedy, mm-hmm. uh, who else is on that song? And Black Poet. It's wow, crazy. Wow. And the video, the video's out too. It's sick video. I mean, real sick video. And, um... I mean, extremely sick video. That's the most craziest video I probably was doing. He's fun, man. He's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, he is. And, uh, he's a character. He's an entertainer. <laughs> he's an entertainer. And um, 
we went on tour together. We was in Germany smashing shows. And um that was the best time that we that we had was we was on tour doing all, we had to do all those songs. That's why I called it Return to the Renaissance because we just came back from tour when I Word. recorded that for the Heaven Razor album. <laughs> we had just yes. came back. And um I had a great vision for what I wanted for the album when I got back home. Like I know exactly what I wanted to do. And um when I'll be came awesome back, then. yeah. When I came back, I went straight to the studio. Yeah. What you was gonna say? I said I'd be dope for y'all do an album together. Cause I mean, y'all go back and forth, man. That shit. I repeated that Renaissance, both of those tracks, over and over. Repeat, yeah, man. you know what? Though? You're just like a genius, man. You know, I was sitting on that stuff for a minute, thinking, but I thought I was alone with it. And, um, nah, <laughs> nah. But that would be classic. I don't know if a lot of people, it, it would be, and um, mm-hmm. that'd be like a real epic hip hop project. Yeah. To even see that kind of stuff today would would be crazy. And um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he has an artist, I don't know if y'all even know him or heard his music, but you should check him out if you didn't. Afro. You familiar oh, with yeah. Afro? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, works, yeah, yeah. Works with Premier. Yeah, he's working with Premier. Yes, Definitely. yes, and that's already them that already's artist is that's that's Afro. Yeah, this is the kind of this the kind of people that's that comes up under him. And um, and he's a mentor of me with so many, so many things. It's amazing. And um, mm-hmm. he was there for a lot of things that went on in the game with like Biggie Smalls. And, I think him and Big Sword, they had a song called the something the Cunt Renaissance and No Kind of yeah. Things too. Yeah, yeah another Renaissance. Yeah. yeah, it's called Cunt Renaissance. That's the name of the track. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But focusing back on you, uh, Hellraiser, what do you got going on? Mm-hmm. You got any solo projects coming up? You know, maybe another Sons of Man yeah, album. Yeah, so I got a few albums. I got a few albums coming out on my label for one. And mm-hmm. um, I got a few a few projects completed. That that you know, for twenty seventeen gonna be a, a wonderful time, and nice. the, the soundtrack is one to to my documentary film Risen. Yeah. And, um, then I have um, my movement is called GGO Ghetto Government Officials. Then wow. um, I have produced by Dr. G and Shroom is is handling a lot of this stuff, and um, and then I have a project with um. Louis Rock called um, Angelic Capone. And then I have another project with um, my dude Junko. And um, it's called um, Spiritual Scarface. And um, yeah. I got a surprise that's that's going to be all over that that album with me, too. That's going to be like the featured guest on that whole project with me. And um, nice. the fans going to pass out when they find out who, who that's going to be. And um, and then I got the um, with my producer Tokyo Cigar, um, got a project called the Heavenly Cartel. That's crazy. And, um, yeah. 
Mm. And because I've been working really, really hard, man. And um, I don't hang out. And uh, I'm a cre- I like to create. I'm a creator. I like to create things. Right. right. You know, I like to be a creator. I had the toys. I got the Dunny toys. I got the Dunny master making the, the um the toys with the Dunnies and for for all my members in the um, GGL ghetto government officials. And um mm-hmm. and I got the clothing too. The highways the clothing. Right. Oh, word. Go to iApparelStore.com dot com and you go to the artist section and tap on my name Hellraiser and all my clothing show up. That's what's um, up. Or you go to my website HellraiserDigital.com, dot com and it's all there too. Nice. Hey, yo, right. will there ever be another Sons of Man album? Yes, because it's bugged out because we just was having a talk about that the other day. That's what's up. And um, yes, because that season is coming around again. And we was just yeah. had a meeting about that. And um Yeah. That's what's up. Because we just say we gotta get on it, we gotta get on it. Because the youth don't have that kind of music out today right now for them no more. It's real bad. The music is real bad they have for them. You know, it's it's not good. Yeah. It's it's watered down. It's really watered down. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, where can you be found on social media, Hellraiser? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and um, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn. Okay, you got the business profile. Okay. Snapchat. I'm on everything that's social network, SoundCloud, Reverb mm-hmm. Nation, music is over there, MixCloud, got stuff up there too. That's what's up, yeah. All right, well, well, um, we appreciate you, your time, Hellraiser. You know, anytime you want to come back and you talk about your documentary, once you drop it or you're going to drop an album, let us know, man, you mm-hmm. know. Respect. Yeah, I want to pump that. I want to I wanna pump that documentary, bro. Definitely promote for you, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, and I, I'm gonna I'm reach out about all that stuff too, and um, and if y'all could get me like a nice MP3 of this show that we just did, so yes, I can push it, push it, and promote it, and right. you know, push it through the machine. No doubt, I'll do that for sure. I don't know if you do any artwork, but if you got any like um, flyers or something to go with this, put it all yeah. together with the email. Put the flyer right. with the email or the MP3. And I upload it to my social networks and, and, and promote it. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, because we, we're on we're, we're on iTunes, Hellraiser. So yeah, Graffiti Talk Radio. We're, we don't get a podcast, so yeah, definitely, we'll we'll send it to you. Definitely. So Let's give me that. the link so I can push the links out too. Okay, I'll do that. I'll send, send them me on the iTunes first. links yeah. and everything. Everything. If you put this up on the iTunes, send it to me so I can get it to the fans. Got it. Hell yeah, that's what's up. What up? What up? Appreciate it. Right. You have a good you have a good holiday, Hellraiser. And it's a pleasure. Thanks, man. Likewise, man. Be safe, man. Be on point. Be yes, careful, sir. man. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your family time. Spend time with your family and enjoy that time with them. All right. Well, thank you Word for your up. time, sir. You welcome, right. family. That's how we do it, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. Peace.